Blessed assurance and welcome to Kingdom Christian Fellowship, KCF. We reveal the reality of the kingdom of God and Christ Jesus in the lives of people all over the world. As you listen to this message, we pray that you are blessed and inspired to improve your relevance in the kingdom of God. so far are you enjoying fire camp ask your neighbor are you enjoying fire camp what aspect of the fire camp are you enjoying the food part the dining hall part the bedroom part or the word part the prophecy part, the prayer part, the ministration part, or the food part. Somebody said the whole show. Praise the Lord. Ask your neighbor, are you catching some fire? Has the fire started? Is your heart being set ablaze so far? Take an answer. Take an answer. Ask your neighbor, what would you do differently from after this fire camp? And get an answer. Would you come for another fire camp? Praise the Lord. We thank God for all that he's done from Monday to today. Monday Prophet Efo started on a very powerful note. And then like I heard, was it Reverend Della who said this afternoon, I came through. And I was like, hey, I didn't come through. What did I say on Monday? What did I say on Monday? Praise the Lord. What did I show on Monday? 
I noticed whilst I was sitting down watching the various sessions, people trying to recap what had happened. I noticed that my session it was it's difficult for people to pinpoint what I did. So I've decided that because I did an unstructured presentation, it seems as if I didn't say anything. You only remember the prayer we prayed. Praise the Lord. So I have decided to do a structured presentation tonight. It's going to be a very long and extensive one. Praise the Lord. Because even though on Monday I said a lot, intentionally in a very relaxed way, it seems as if you are used to a structured way, which is fine. Praise the Lord. On the following day, we had Reverend Andrew come in with a powerful word. We had uh, Bishop Bopie coming with a very powerful word. Praise the Lord. This morning, you had Reverend Della take you through another powerful exposition. Reverend Linda also came through with a very powerful word. And so, as the momentum grows, I need you to ensure that you don't miss out on anything. Especially when the camp is over. Take time. Go to YouTube or Podbean and recap. Listen. Imbibe. Make sure every lesson becomes part of you and take off based on what you have heard. Do you hear me? We have covenanted with God that it will be well with you. We have covenanted with God that you will not miss your destiny. We have covenanted with God that you will not make a mistake. We have covenanted with God that you will walk in your high places. That is why we, we are doing this. I know most of you have not paid for fire camp. Praise the Lord. And Listen, we do, I, we t I typically don't do this, but today I'll do this. The cost of hosting this is running to 100,000 Ghana cities. 100. Yes. The cost of hosting you. Look at how they are looking at me. They think I'm joking. Yes. Uh, 100,000. Yes, it's getting to. Praise the Lord. Uh, there are the people who booked and they are cooking for them and they are not coming to eat that they will pay for it. Praise the Lord. Why should we incur that cost? Just because we want to talk to you. No. No, it's not for, for the fun of it. It's not for the fun of it. Tell your neighbor, it's not for the fun of it. Mm. I need that money to go and buy land. Praise the Lord. And some of you have not paid. Some of you, you will not pay, I know. But that's not the important thing. The important thing is that you will receive from heaven that your life will be transformed by his holy fire. Praise the Lord. Mm. Never ever speak against a man of God. Especially the man of God who seem to be in the limelight. 
do you understand me? If you don't agree with your methodology, shut up. Go and read your Bible and go to a place where your heart agrees. Do you understand me? Because you don't know the sacrifices they make. Praise the Lord. You don't know the sacrifices men of God make. It's a very dangerous profession. Prophet Tefford, is that not so? Is it a sweet profession? By this time, Prophet Tefford would have been a pilot flying Accra, Canada, Accra. Eh? But he's here doing praise the Lord. Shakusko, Akosko, Apasko. Eh? By this time, Papa Roli would, be in China, would have been in China. Eh? Chasing after Shifo. <laughs> Praise the Lord. By this time, Papa Robin will be on a ship cru- uh, cruise ship playing guitar to <laughs> marine spirits. This time, for as for Reverend Barry, dear, he will still be caught in the same measure at another place. Praise the Lord. Rev D by this time will be doing so. The divide the X. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But a necessity is laid upon us. Is laid upon us. Is it the prophet Zephaniah also? One of them. He said, I was minding my business. I was a farmer. Minding my business when the Lord called me. Praise the Lord. And so, once you have come here, remember that heaven, heaven's attention is on you. Say, heaven's attention is on me. I cannot fail God. Father, I come into an agreement with you. Help me to trust you. But most importantly, help me so that I will be trustworthy of you. Make me trustworthy. And then trust awesome resources onto my hands. And by your mercies and grace, I will not disappoint you. I will not move away from the ministry and go and misbehave. Whilst in school and when I finish school, I will remain faithful to the divine call to represent what I am being taught and what I am being given very well. Praise the Lord. And brother, when you graduate, will I see you again? Or you will vanish like cloud praise the lord let me say this recently it has come very hard on prophet Hayford's heart when he's talking i just look at him i keep quiet some four five years ago we did there was a camp meeting we did it in the other auditorium across there and i invited a prophet called prophet eric Ufusu. 
when he was ministering it seems as if anybody he touched you go like you're about to travel you travel you travel I was in a corner watching him like this then he turned to me and said apostle I see that God wants your people to travel but you have held a document in your pocket and I said yes sir it's true nobody is going anywhere and he said please release them I said Osofo you don't know hmm. what this will have do me me too I'll take care of them most people think that it is by their might that they accomplish some things when a man of God goes to God and prays and says, Father, entrust me. Have you seen these people that the devil has deviated from the destiny you called for them? I will gather them and I will train them and I will release them with your grace. When they go, they will represent you. They will not fool. And then you go. And then you enter somebody's house and they give you beer as 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 welcome drink and yes open it. listen okay apostle is not here go 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 and you begin to defile yourself with the king's meat and forget the divine assignment on you then you start insulting us that our messages are too hard all we know is cleansing uh, righteousness what repentance mercy uh, what live righteously deliverance don't enter wrong relationship somebody say kingdom the only money kingdom 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 everyday kingdom at the time you see you start insulting us then you disappear some people today ghost us they won't say anything no they just disappear we have so many people in US, UK, Canada, Germany they, they don't mind us by this time there should be KCF Zani party in US, UK set up by you people when you go now then you go rather go and join other churches and forget about us may God have mercy I pray that you will not be that like that. I pray that you will not be like that. Who will be faithful that when you go, you let God use you to set up branches of the fellowship? Lift up your hand. When you go, you will not wait for us. You will gather people and say, Lord, prove me. I'll be the Titus of my generation. I'll be the Timothy of my generation. I will not disappoint you. Because let me tell you something this calling it comes with grace and glory hallelujah so right now one day prophet Hayford was ministering told me apostle when I saw the angel he entered has crown he said he is the angel responsible for traveling to release people into their destinies 
And I told the angel, you should hold on. I said, congratulations. We have to teach them first before you release them. And I am a boy. Of late, they will not release like that. Is there any act? You people, you have caused our eyes to open. Right now, our eyes have opened. Which country do you want to go to? UK. When you go, will you be an ambassador of God's kingdom? Or you just want to get a degree and become a master of money? Be chopping money. Praise the Lord. So, the fire you are receiving is for an assignment. Praise the Lord. Monday when I came through, I wanted to speak to you. I spoke to you briefly about... Um, instructions. It was very unstructured, but it was full of information. And I did that because I wanted you to have um, a foretaste of many things. But I want to capture a little bit of it and then put it all in a structured way for you to be able to follow well. Praise the Lord. I started speaking about destiny. And I said, destiny is prepared by God. It is formulated by God. Why did I speak about destiny? I spoke about destiny because God will not invest his precious fire in anything. He will not invest his resources on anything that will not yield results. God is a businessman. He likes results. Jesus depicted that to us in most of his parables. When he tells us, that the kingdom of God is like unto a king who, or a nobleman who is going out to receive a kingdom and to return. And he called his servants and gave them minas or talent or money or resources and said, do business with these resources until I return. He was talking about himself. And then the Bible says when he left, according to the parable, there are some people that said that we will not have this fellow rule over us. And so they sent messengers after him that when you come, we will not have you be our king. We don't know what kingdom you are going for. There are many people like that. They receive the king's resources and then they disappear. They insult the king. And the Bible says when the king comes, he gathers the servant to whom he had given the resources so they will do account. And based on their performance and profitabilities, they were either rewarded or punished. Praise the Lord. We see the same thing in the parable of the sower. When Christ Jesus speaks about a sower that sows seeds, and he says some falls among different kinds of soil representing different kinds of human hearts and then he comes to the last people and said the, the seed falls on good hearts but even these hearts some people are 100 percent productive some people only 70 percent and some people only 30 percent even though the heart is good profitability is just 30 percent what account for the 70 percent wastage praise the lord now, it is important that 
even in fulfilling destiny, in working destiny, you can be wasteful. And that will also determine the kind of reward you will receive because he says, Behold, I come. My reward is with me to give to you according to your works. We are not saved by works, but we are saved unto good works. We will read that right now in Ephesians chapter 2. Right now, we will read it. So, anybody that is a servant of this kingdom who tells you that in this dispensation, because of new creation, realities, and truth, works don't matter. That person is doing you a disservice because the reward system of God's kingdom is by works. And works is based or premised on the destiny, which is what God has predetermined for you to walk in. If your works is outside what heaven asks you to do, then you are not even going to stand in the congregation of the righteous to, receive, to be judged by your works because you have already deviated. Praise the Lord. One of the most painful things in life is to be successful in the wrong things. Praise the Lord. And heaven needs you. I heard Reverend Dela speak to you about the, the difference between career and destiny. And I said, your destiny is what heaven has planned that you should come on earth and do and walk in as your contribution towards the expansion of God's kingdom. Praise the Lord. And I say it is determined by God, but the fulfillment is strictly dependent on you. Your alignment to heaven's agenda will determine it. Your obedience to the laid down instructions regarding that destiny is what will help you. So there is a man in the scriptures called Samson. His father and mother were praying to God for a baby. An angel of the Lord appeared to his mother. And then speaks to the woman and says, you're going to conceive a deliverer for Israel. Heaven is about to give Israel a new beginning because they have been under captivity and the rule of the Philistines because of their sins. God told them, anytime you obey me, you will prosper. Anytime you disobey me, I will sell you to the hands of your enemies. God is a trader. he does it. Anytime they disobeyed him, he sold them to the hands of the enemies. At this time, the Philistines began to mess them up big time. And then they cried to God. God began to raise a deliverer in the person of Samson. And then he tells the mother that you make sure you drink no alcohol. You the one going to conceive the deliverer. Make sure you don't drink alcohol. Make sure you touch no unclean thing. Make sure no dead thing come around you. When you give birth, make sure that no razor touches the head of the baby. Make sure the baby does not uh, be misbehave by touching dead things, by drinking alcohol. He must be a Nazarite from birth. Praise the Lord. They've given you the scriptural references. Are you here with me? Now, Samson comes on the scene. 
he has a destiny to be a deliverer for Israel. He is supposed to be a deliverer. We are not told the occupation of his mother nor of his father. We are not told what they taught him to do. When they depict something to you in your Sunday school books, they depict a macho man. But according to history, he was not a macho man. He was a very small man. He was a very small man. Average person. Small. He was not macho. God needs no muscle to manifest his glory. Because the, the scriptures cannot be broken. In your weaknesses, the strength of God is made perfect. So God always chooses the weak things of this world to confound the wise. If he had created something macho, everybody will attribute his strength to how muscular. And that is how come the Philistines knew that this man, the way he looks, he is not supposed to be strong. Let's get somebody to find out for us where his secret lies. Jesus came in like manner. The Bible says that there was nothing attractive about him that we should desire him. If you saw Jesus walking down the street, you would not desire him. The reason why they needed a kiss to identify him amongst his disciples was that if he was standing amongst his disciples, you would not know who Jesus was. He looks for so ordinary. There was nothing spectacular about him. And so, Judas had to tell the people, the one I kiss, he is the one. God likes to choose the things that are very simple, that people don't even give value to, to confound the wise. That is what he did with Samson. And, and throughout scripture, that's what he does. Throughout the scripture. One time he decided to choose somebody who was outstanding. And the person proved to God that human beings, when they are advantaged in an area, they like to depend on that advantage and put away the goodness of God. Saul, the Bible says he was taller by shoulder than everybody. Absalom, the Bible says he was so beautiful, his hair was so beautiful, his father had never rebuked him before. And he proved it, pride entered his heart. That is why most of you ladies, when you see that you have facial beauty, you spend all your days trying to enhance it, rather than trying to enhance your inner man. Is that not so? You have an assignment too. You are probably late for lectures. But you will make time to make sure that when you appear in class, everybody go like, shh. Because your looks is more important to you than your outlook.
God who was wise enough to give this guy called Samson these instructions. Samson broke all of their instructions without any remorse. He falls in love with a stranger and convinces his parents to go and get the person for him. Whilst they are going, he leaves his parents and go and fight a secret battle and kills a lion. Praise the Lord. One day, he is coming, walking back with his parents. And he told his tells me, I'm coming. Then he remembers that I killed a lion one day around this place. Let me go and see what has happened to the body. When he goes there, he sees that bees had made honey in the bones of the lion. God says, do not touch a carcass. He sees the honey. He doesn't just eat it alone. He gives some to his mother, whom the angel told, don't touch any dead thing. When you fight secret battles, you will eat secret honey. And when you eat secret honey, you will defile yourself and you start losing the anointing. The scary thing about walking in fire is that when the fire is going, it does not announce itself. Most of you are fighting secret battles. You come and pray. But when you go, there are secret battles. You don't want anybody to know. And you are eating secret honey in a carcass. And the more you eat secret honey in a carcass, the more you are deviating the more you are extinguishing the divine fire. The more you are paving way for Delilah to show up. Delilah didn't just show up. He was a creation of Samson's desires. What did I say? And so I went into one, one Chronicle chapter 28. Right? And I told you about how David prepared his son Solomon for new beginning with a certain fiery knowledge. And he told him, my son, know the God of your father. How many of you remember the scripture? How many of you remember me saying this? And serve him with what? A perfect heart. A loyal heart. Praise the Lord. You've you, you forgotten the verse. Go to verse 9. Is it verse 9? Mm-hmm. Everybody, is it there? Read it. Mm-hmm. This is an instruction. Every time you want to fulfill destiny, you need instructions. Without instructions, destinies will not be fulfilled. 
Because destinies are just minute portions of a divine grand agenda. It is like a project within a program. Who knows the difference between a project manager and a program manager? Who is a project manager? Yes, dear. So, uh, a project manager like oversees the project that is being worked on within a company. So, for example, if you're working at Microsoft and you're working on a project within the company, the project manager oversees the developers to build out that particular project. Who is a program manager? Um, so, to the best of my knowledge, um, <laughs> A program manager has to do with overseeing the certain like organizational A inside the A. You have said the same thing, but what who is a program manager? Okay, because of time, let me flow. A program manager oversees the works of many project managers. So a program manager sits on top of many project managers. So let's go back to Microsoft. In Microsoft, there are different departments with plenty projects ongoing. The one that they all, those all, all those in charge of various projects report to is called a program manager. If you, are, if you are producing a program like Microsoft Word, there are different aspects of projects within Microsoft Word that is overseen by one project manager. Do you understand me? The one that all the various project heads report to is called the program manager. So a program manager oversees diverse projects. Okay? Now, the Holy Spirit is a governor of the kingdom of God on earth. A governor is someone that is in a different, a colonized country from the original country, there to represent all the interests of the king and the king's government, such that the people, the people in the colonized country, all right, all begin to identify the king as their king to such a time that everybody within the colonized country behave like the people from the home country. Capish? Do you understand? I repeat, the Holy Spirit is here on earth as the governor of the kingdom of God. He is here to represent the king, Christ Jesus, and ensure that everyone that accepts the king, Jesus, as Lord and Savior, now become fully colonized until our culture becomes like the culture of heaven. Until we speak like heaven, we behave like heaven, and we look like Christ Jesus. He is also here amongst his work as a governor, as a seal of your salvation, until the purchased product is redeemed. You've not read it before. It's in your Bible. Praise the Lord. You don't understand the English I'm speaking. It's not my subject, but I have to say it in what I'm saying, what I'm teaching, so that you understand. Oh, I'll give you the scriptures right now. We'll go through. 
So Solomon is about to start life, a new beginning. Hitherto, he was just a prince, an illegitimate prince anyway, because he is born out of very fever conditions. But God is about to give him a new beginning. Praise the Lord. Just like most of you require new beginnings. Because even though you are in a chassis or different schools or you have graduated and you are working, you really don't know what your... De- and like Reverend the last said in the morning, most of you have not begun your destiny yet. Because you have not encountered the destiny aligner. The Holy Spirit to you is just someone who helps you to speak in tongues. You've not subscribed to his governing influence yet. So you have not discovered who you are. Everything you want to be is in the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit has put it in your heart too. According to the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3. It is in your heart. Everything. Do you understand me? Now, without that encounter with the Holy Spirit and without knowing who he is and what he is here to do, it is very impossible to receive instructions from him to be able to work in your destiny. Because once you're on earth, you must subscribe to the Holy Spirit. You cannot be a a good Christian without the Holy Spirit. And you cannot fulfill your destiny without receiving daily instructions from the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. I hope you are not falling asleep on me because of my slow pace. Okay. So, David, who was given a, a new beginning from being a shepherd boy to being a king, understood the processes. He understood this God. Who could pick him from being a shepherd boy? And he would have just been a shepherd boy doing high, high, high until he died. And nobody would have known about him. But somebody decided not to fulfill their destiny. Somebody disobeyed serious instructions regarding his destiny. Saul. His father's donkeys got lost. The Bible uses the word asses, but your definition of ass is not good, so we are using donkey. Hallelujah. What word does the Bible use? Ass. But your mindset regarding that word It's not holy. Praise the Lord. You say what? And so we are replacing the word ass with donkey. Why are you laughing? Why is Evan laughing? Because when I say the asses of the father got lost, I'm going to say, hey. (laughs) 
Praise the Lord. And whilst he was searching, heaven was aligning his footsteps to meet a man of God. Somebody that carries God. Therefore, carries the mind of God. Man of God. In other words, that person has subscribed to the governing influence of the governor. And so, the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. Anybody that has become of God is walking as an emissary of God. He has become a walking powerhouse. He has become a living temple. The song that Reverend Linda was singing, which I went to sing in Ashesia and couldn't sing, I was born to be his dwelling place. Those words are so powerful. I was born to be his dwelling place, a home for the presence of the Lord. Then he says, so let my life now be separated unto you. Then he says, Emmanuel. The meaning of the word Emmanuel is God with us. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. He is God in us. And revealed in us. And his name is called Emmanuel. Praise the Lord. Go and learn that song. I was born to be his dwelling place. It's not part of the message. Let's continue. A home for the presence of the Lord. So let my life now be. Is it what? I can't hear you. I don't know what they are saying. Let's continue. Saul meets Samuel and, and before he meets him, his servant tells him there is a prophet. Let's go to him. He will tell us about that donkey. Before that, God has spoken to his servant, the man of God, that I'm sending a guy to you. Tell him that he's going to be the king. God can use any means to look at what God told Samuel. I have sent, I'm sending him to you. But Saul didn't hear any voice in his ear. Saul didn't see any vision. Saul didn't have any intuition. Saul did not have any dream. He was just looking for a missing ass. A missing donkey, sorry. And his servant says, there's a man of God, he can help us. It doesn't seem as if God is in the equation. It does not look like it. But God was influencing things. God decided to cause some donkeys to go a missing. So that this boy who is a DB and likes staying at home will go out and in the course of looking for his father's properties he will encounter a man of God he will encounter a man of God 
He will encounter a man of God. He will encounter a man of God in a fire camp. And in that fire camp, the man of God will tell him that you were not just born to be a, 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 the son of a nobleman, but you are born to be king. Praise the Lord. So Saul gives him instructions. There is no destiny without instruction manual. Everyone that would fulfill a destiny needs instruction. And for all of us seated here as Christians, we have a basic instruction manual called Bible. Basic instructions before leaving earth. Basic instructions before leaving earth. B-I-B-L-E. Bible. And everybody is expected to subscribe to the instructions of the scriptures. And so if you are here and you really want to catch fire for new beginning of the manifestation of your destiny and the Bible is alien to you, you don't like reading it, then you have already programmed yourself for failure. If you think reading the Bible is an optional thing that you do when you have time, then you are messing up big time because you see, when you waste time, you waste destiny. Time is that currency with which we buy wealth and money. When you run out of time, you are done for. When you run out of money, you can use time to purchase money. When you run out of health, you can use time to purchase good health. But when you run out of time, you are done. You are dead. So, anyone who is a time waster is actually a foolish person. Teach us to number our days. Teach us to number our time. Teach us to value our time so that we can apply our hearts unto wisdom. And so within the manuals of any destiny manuscript that God, God will put inside you is laid down instructions for each day how you must move, who you must meet, who you must miss, who you must befriend, who you must avoid being friends with, who you should take as a life partner, who you should take as a friend, who you should never dream of marrying, even though he's a best friend. That there is a desire in your heart and there is a way that looks right in your eyes. He says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not, lean not, depend not, depend not, depend not, depend not on your own understanding because the destiny that heaven has for you, like Reverend Andrew said, 
okay, is within the confines of the thought of God. And the thought of God is not your thought. So throw away your understanding. The day you lean on your understanding, this girl is beautiful. And she's, she has treated me nice so far. Father, how can you tell me that this one is not my wife? Look at how she is. Look at how she has been cooking for me. Even when I'm doing, doing lectures, she'll be sending me text messages. Have you eaten tomorrow? This is the one I want to spend my days with. God says, Nehi. Not every destiny helper in the opposite sex is supposed to be a wife. Don't fall in love because she is t- you are doing assignment together every day for one semester. Proximity has a way of working out chemistry, but that chemistry will not make you pass life, the exams of life. Proximity can make you start dreaming about her. But when you graduate and you go to she goes to Canada and you go to UK, you will meet another person and proximity will redefine their dreams. By the time you see, you are no more communicating. When she says hi to you, it's annoying you. Because you have met a finer chick. Who's less? And does not say gata, but gara. Then you tell yourself, Father, na gata di amere fa. I want gara. I want my children to be able to also say gara. And in it. That is how come most of you have broken hearts. Samuel gave Saul instructions concerning his destiny. And Samuel, just at the beginning, shows faithfulness, just like many people. Now, when he is seated and his kingdom is just about being established, he begins to show his crutchy powers, the hidden things. Wait until I come to do a sacrifice. We are all kings and priests in this new dispensation. Why should I wait for you to come and tell me? Why do you want to run my life? Eh? The Bible says that we all we have received an unction from the Holy One. And we all know all things. Me too, I know. I have, in fact, I have peace in my heart. The left side of my heart and has peace. And this one, heaven has spoken. Who is prophet? for to come and be telling, telling me that, uh, have I prayed about this? Every day, have I? Who, who to, he, he thinks he's the only one who can pray. Me too, I can pray some. They are seated here. Someone comes and asks, why did you do this foolish thing? 
He said, the enemy was on the move and the people began to scatter. So I had to. I had to. I had to. Instructions regarding destiny is non-negotiable. The reason why I spent most of the time doing prayer because some things is better related to prayer in, into your spirit than me saying into your ear. That's why I spend the time leading prayer so that God's spirit will slap it in your spirit so that the day you are about to fool, that program inside you will speak. That's why I spent yesterday praying and the first time to pray with you rather than preaching. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Instructions regarding destiny is not negotiable. It is not a suggestion. When God says, take the money you are saving, drop it an altar, up, upon an altar, this altar, it's not a suggestion. Sunday, I was saying something to the church. My father in the Lord called me and told me something. He said, have you seen this person? I said, yes, daddy. He said, this person is getting this particular thing. I said, how? He said, this person didn't qualify. There was no way this person qualified for this. But because of sacrifice, consistent sacrifice, her sacrifice are speaking for her. She, she, she's, it is for her. I said, wow. I said, wow. He said, it cannot be undone. Praise the Lord. I told you of a story. I was looking for school fees for my children. And I had my last car, Jeep Compass. And then I said, Father, I'm going to sell this car. I don't have money. If I sell it, I pay school fees. The rest, I used to balance some equations. I prepared everything. Make sure that it was spec so that at least when the new buyer buys it, for the next one year, no problem. Warranty expires after one year. Whatever you do is normal my business. Put it on Tonaton and Gigi. Calls were coming. Calls were coming. Then I picked the best deal. I said, meet me here. As soon as I put the phone down, I said, yeah, father, I father. He said, you have a covenant with me that you will not sell any vehicle I give you. Take the car. Go and give it to that man of God. I said, Father, stop that. We, we have to pay school fees. All this time, I've been asking for money to pay school fees. You have been quiet. This is a deal. This man of God, he doesn't need a car. The last time I saw him driving a very nice car. Stop that thing. Don't be doing that to me. Because he take it. Go and give it to him. End of discussion. So quickly, I called the man of God. 
please, can I meet you? I need you to sign a document for me. Can you give me your passport picture? Da, 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 da. I don't tell him what I'm about to do. So I get sent certain portions, and then he signs. He doesn't know what he's signing. I said, I'm filling a form. So I do the transfer, everything, and then I said, can you meet me somewhere? They give me the document. I put the key there. I meet him. I said, God bless you, sir. Pa, I take a taxi. I run away. I didn't even wait so that I get second, chance, uh, second thoughts. It was a Friday. On, man, on Saturday morning, no, on Sunday afternoon, I get a phone call. Apostle, can you meet me in my house? I said, yes, sir. I go. I said, this car, God says I should give to you. Honda Pilot. Okay. Father, it's fine, but it still doesn't have school fees. Should I sell this one? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Tuesday, two people, random people, come to my office. Apostle, God says I should give you this money. Apostle, God says I should give you this money. It's more than enough to pay the school fees and balance equations. <laughs> Why are you clapping? You love it. Somebody too must look at your story and clap and say, Father, I love it. I want this testimony. So give God the opportunity to be glorified. Somebody came to me and was complaining. I'm tired. This, it doesn't work. I received prophecy, it doesn't work. I said, can you allow God to make you blind so that he can be glorified at the, appro- at the proper time? He said, Apostle, what are you talking about? <laughs> Destiny and its instructions are not negotiable. A man is born blind from the womb. The disciples asked Jesus, mother's sin or father's sin? Jesus says, neither. But that the glory of God will be made manifest. So God intentionally allowed somebody to be blind so that he can show off. Can you humble yourself for God to show off with your life? Gladi, can you do that? When it comes to destiny, God requires a burnt offering. And you are the burnt offering. Princess, it's not negotiable. When you go there and God said, speak to this person, you don't say, Father, I want an appropriate time. The time he said do it is the appropriate time. So this time you don't go and disappoint him. Otherwise, he will give you caca. Are you here with me? Are you following me so far? So, so by disobedience, lost his destiny. And he was quickly replaced. I'm not doing principles of destiny fulfillment, but write this down. 
you are indispensable. You are seriously replaceable. No matter how skillful Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo are, there is a substitute on the bench. If you, if you dishonor the coach, the coach can afford to replace you. Have you seen that in a football team, not, it's not necessarily the skillful player that is the captain, but a respected player. Because gifts without character will mess up your destiny. The instructions that govern destiny is to give you longevity, preservation, and 100% success, among other things. You can't afford to live a life without instructions. So Paul tells Timothy, warn them who are unruly. The word unruly means that you cannot be ruled. And in this kingdom, anyone who has an unruly heart is kicked out. What did I say? In another place, he tells them, in the last days, perilous times shall come. Men will be lovers of themselves, plenty of things. And he said, one of the words he uses is that men will be unruly. If you become unruly, you are one of the people that is causing perilous times to come in this season. It's not part of the message, so I'll, I'll go there later. Praise the Lord. Are you following me so far? Are you following me so far? I hope you are not lost, or I have not lost you anywhere. Praise the Lord. And so, your destiny, the fulfillment of your destiny is based on you. Destiny is the purpose for which God sets you on earth. The why you were born to whichever family. And you are not a mistake. Regardless of how much you don't like your family. God doesn't make a mistake. Light is needed where there is darkness. You are the solution to your family. That is why God sent you there. Praise the Lord. This afternoon, Reverend Linda said what? Out of the millions of spends that were released, you are the one who won the swimming competition. And yet, you are sitting here, you are afraid of water. You can't swim. The annoying one is a girl sitting here who fears water. Your destiny, the future, which is the destiny you are looking for, okay? The future, the destiny is in God's past. You need, therefore, to cooperate with God to be able to achieve it. You need to work with God. 
and God has a manual. Are you here? Are you, up, are you paying attention? You need to be fully aligned. There is a reason why God chose you from Ghana and said, I want you to go to America and this for me. You must therefore understand that the school, the job is just a means to an end. The marriage is just a means to an end. But if you decide to mess it up, God will mess you up. One scripture, just one scripture to help you understand that destiny is formed by God. Ephesians 2 from verse number 10. Let's go to verse number, let's start from verse 1 because you don't like reading the Bible. I want a quick reader. One go, everybody, one go. Quick reader, take by phone, uh, microphone, let's go, one go. And you, he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Everyone who neglects instructions is a disobedient child. And there is a spirit that sponsors that disobedience. There is a spirit that is sponsoring your disobedience to the manual or instructions given for your life. When you find yourself that when they tell you study, sit down and study. And you say, me, I want study. I watch. There is a spirit behind it. When they say, take money, sow seed for your own destiny, and you say, no, you want to chop my money, I won't do it. There's a spirit sponsoring that foolish mindset. The Bible says there's a spirit, and it's not just a spirit. Go back, add the, put the verse too well so that they will see it together. Uh-huh. Read it well. I want you to see something. Read it. Let's walk. According to the course of this world, According to the prince of the power of the air. The Bible, when you see prince, he's talking about a principality. Principalities, they rule over provinces. So, when you go to Osu Ari, there's a principality of lust. It makes most young people disobedient to righteous living. They are disobedient to holiness. When, when you go to Big Bay, they are disobedient to holding on to grow up before you give birth. Giving birth as a teen is a competition. There is a prince of the power of the air controlling that. When you see two young people fighting, they will be insulting each other. You, have you given birth before? I can give birth. Every weekend, they will block the road and do naming ceremony. That is what they live for. Anytime you notice that you are raging against sound counsel, there is a spirit that is sponsoring that mindset. 
when you notice that every day your father, your mother is telling you, you are too disobedient, you are stubborn. Your father and mother is telling you that there is a spirit making you fool, set up and deal with it. Otherwise, you go into distraction before, because it is written, pride goes before distraction. He who constantly being rebuked and hardens his neck will suddenly come to distraction. Have you noticed that? So there's a spirit that makes you want to get up and say, no, I don't attend KCF again. They are too strict. They are too like this. There's a spirit behind that disobedience. There's a spirit that wants you to rebel against the instructions that must accrue for your own benefit. There's a spirit. There's a spirit that is making you hear foolish rumors that are not true so that you will leave the church. There's a spirit. They manipulate you until you accept falsehood as true and you leave so that they can destroy you. Let's go. The, the spirit, spirit that who that now works. works, who now works in the sense of disobedience, who now works. So it seems as if disobedience cries a parent and you are its child. Sons of God, sons of disobedience. As many as received him to them, he gave them power to become what? The sons of God. As many as received the spirit, the spirit of the powers of the air, of the course of this world, he gave them the power to become the sons of disobedience. Whose child are you? Ask your neighbor. So in a fire camp like this, we, we ask you to receive fire so that that thing will be bent away. That covenant, that contract, that demonic agreement will be bent so that you'll be burned by fire. And no longer a son or a child of disobedience because your destiny is under heaven's radar. Do you understand me? Let's continue quickly. Among whom also we all once conducted ourselves. Everybody read. Pause. Everybody read. Read well. Don't read like you are sleeping. Read like you are awake. Everybody stand up. Shake your body. Say sleep. Leave me alone. Sit down. There's a reason why in the night I want us to be praying and be doing Holy Ghostic things and I don't want to talk. Because I know night's time like, is dangerous. Meanwhile, if you were sitting on your bed, you would not be sleeping. No. You would be watching series. There's a reason why I took the night time and I like us to pray. Like last night. Did you like the prayer? Yes. Should we start? Yes. No, we are doing teachings. If you love it, say we love it. Uh -huh. Sit down. Let's read. Read Ahwadi Muli. What did you eat uh, this evening? No wonder. No wonder. One go, verse three. One go, everybody. Among. So some time ago, we were all disobedient. Some time ago, we were all foolish. We were all cold. We, were, we didn't care about our destiny. We all said, oh, when I grew up, I want to be a pilot. I see pilot is destiny. When I grow up, I want to be a doctor. I see doctor is destiny. No. 
That is not it. We will see it right now. Let's go. Last of, of in the last of our flesh. In other words, what our bodies desired, what our, our soul desired, we went for. Oh, I feel like doing business admin. I feel like doing marketing. So you last after it and you go and do it. I feel like buying iPhone 13. Pro and Plus Max. You like it. Whatever your heart desire, you have 20 shoes. You've seen a new shoe. I like it, so I buy. You see, your friend has done her hair some style, some style. It will look nice on me. You go and do it. You see Lois's hair. If her mother gave birth to her with this kind of hair, she would have painted it red. Praise the Lord. follow our heart desire and the phrase you back with it with is that do you we move it's a demonic mindset it's a what Jesus told Peter, when you were young, you made yourself ready and you went wherever you wanted to go. You were led by the last of your soul, what, your flesh, whatever you wanted to. He said, you made yourself ready. But he said, when you are matured, another will make you ready and you will stretch your hand and you'll be led to where you don't want to go. Maturity comes with responsibility. Freedom! The price of freedom is responsibility. If you want to see a mature person, look at what he does with his free time or his liberty. How you live your life on campus determines your level of maturity. It's a proof. How disciplined you are. Even though you have liberty, you are disciplined that, look, I must structure my time because I cannot afford to waste my destiny. It's a function of your maturity. The function of your maturity. You can't tell me that you are too busy, so that's why uh, uh, you couldn't submit your assignment early. You are a fool. You are what? May God set you free from foolishness. When you go back to campus, you will act properly. Is that not so? Say Amen. If I had not been to Ashesi before, you can bully me with it. Oh, Ashesi, you don't know. It is so tough. I was there. I was a guinea pig. I was part of the guinea pig squad. I was a lab rat. Our, our, first, our very first course, quant methods, 
it was not graded. Everybody bombed, including the lecturer. <laughs> so they actually didn't grade it for us. I said everybody bombed, including who? They brought a, a Brazilian woman, Lillian Barros. She's dead. She had cancer and died. And then they brought a TA from University of Ghana to come and teach us quant methods using Excel. The University of Ghana student, you know, do quant methods plus Excel before. Lillian Barros to English, no, none of us, the Brazilian English, none of us could understand. All we could hear was, and so, please, you do this, and please, 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 please. Chakai, when she gives assignment, everybody go and dab the thing from the internet and, and feel free. One day, gave assignment, we couldn't answer, we called the TA. I won't mention his name. I'm sure by now he's a big man in an organization somewhere. And no, I'll mention his name. I'm probably maybe he's listening to me. He's not a big man. And he he was, you know, as as you have the like 10 has this, this thing. So he was doing the thing. Like, oh, do, error. Oh yeah, an error. <laughs> the boys at the back, they started clapping their hand like this. Pop. Then they started singing, teacher, suffering, the teacher is suffering, the teacher is suffering, the teacher is suffering. Then people were beating drums on the table, the teacher is suffering, the teacher is suffering, the teacher. Everybody bombed the class, including the lecturer. So I understand the busyness of the Ashesi schedule. But I always submitted my assignment on time. I'm not boasting. Maturity is revealed when you are given freedom. What you do with your free time. 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 Because there's a spirit sponsoring some agendas just to waste time so you miss Kairos moments, opportunities. Do you hear me? When you have free time, you have a lot of free time, you can do a lot of courses on Google for free and, and be able to sign up for international office because you've done the certification. There was a lady in one of the badges when I was just when I, but it, when we're doing, when she came, no, she first year, no, she registered for ACCA. By the time she was done with her, she was done with her ACCA. And she's managing her father's oil company for her. Praise the Lord. Serious students, you, do, you don't see her misbehave around. We finished lecture and you see her in the library. She's studying. People are fooling, she's studying. She was in KCF. Praise the Lord. Yet I'm not too proud of the church she attends now. Praise the Lord. It's not part of the message. 
Let's go quickly. Hey, where are you? Fulfilling. Everybody, go. One go. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. The desires of the flesh and of, and the, of the, mind. the mind. So, Reverend Andrew distinguished between the body, the soul, and the spirit. Right? The body itself, I have a message called body, soul, and spirit. The body itself has its own desires. You must understand how your body works. You must understand everything about the body. When the Bible talks about flesh, you must also understand the difference between the flesh and the body. They are two different things. They are not necessarily the same thing. Do you understand me? Now, the mind is a component of your soul. Prophet Tafford was speaking on Monday. He spoke to you about soulless realm. The things that rule the soul. The desires that are in there. It's dangerous because your soul is made up of three things. Mind, will, or intellect. Emotions. Your intellect is part of the mind. It's the mind. You can also call it logic. And then the will. And then the emotions. These three things. Now, these three aspects that make up the soul are individually exclusive and they all have their operations. So he says that there is a last of the mind. There is a what? A last of the mind. These are all things that can jeopardize your destiny. You can see that somebody has invested in crypto and he's making it. So you say crypto is your destiny. There is a man of God if he watches me, fine. If he doesn't, he was in KCF, so I can talk about his matter. He was a crypto champion in Ghana. You know him indeed. He was your friend. And he is still your friend. He was a leader in KCF. When he graduated, he became a crypto ambassador King Kong. He was moving up and down until crypto got him arrested. And they took him behind bars. Counterback. In counterback. And then he remembered his God. And he cried. And God visited him. And God told him, I'll give you a second chance. Go and preach the message. Now he is a preacher of the word. His mother, his mother was a prophet. A prophetess. That raised him. He grew up, came to Ashesi and behaved as if he has never known God before. Yes, and he had an encounter in prison. God knows how to align you back. He knows where to touch. Who born dog? Most of you, you think your destiny is to make money. Money is just a means of exchange. It is not it is not your destiny. It's a servant that must serve you. Do you understand me? Money is just a servant that must serve you. Young people, hear me. Heaven has an agenda for you. Otili, how you going message, you know how Share. What do you mean, I'm intentionally speaking slowly. 
If you know how my heart is boiling, hmm. My, I make red pass uh, an arm robber. When you hear me saying that I have covenanted with God that you succeed, you think I'm joking. If it means pulling you, dragging you, I'll drag you to your destiny. Praise the Lord. Let's quickly read it. Let's go. So, understand that your mind, if you don't put it in check, if you don't put your mind in check, it will lead you astray because it has its own last. You're, you want to pray, your mind says sleep. You want to fast, your mind says remember that the doctor said you have ulcer. Praise the Lord. You see that the boy is fine. He's sitting by you. Go like fat dad. You want to get up, your mind says sit down. This is your only chance to feel him. Praise the Lord. So watch your mind. And we're by nature children of wrath. It says that we were by nature children of wrath. You can interpret this in two ways. That yourself, anger, wrath, tantrums, has become your nature. Or the second part is that you are an object of God's anger. Because you're always disobedient. By nature, by nature, you, do, you, you throw tantrums and by that you incur God's wrath all the time. Let's go quickly. And we're by nature children of wrath, uh -huh. just as the others. Just as the others. Eh? Fulfilling, uh -huh. but God, let's go. But God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. Mm -hmm. Even when we were dead in trespasses, uh -huh. made us alive together. Dead in trespasses, it means that it got to a place where when you are even fooling Christ, there is no conscience to judge you. Your conscience that didn't judge you. Anymore. You don't see that it's a sin. You don't see that anything wrong with it. It's like you can fool, you can betray, you, 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 you can say what is not right, but there is no conscience to say, you don't even feel remorseful anymore. Your conscience is sealed with hot iron. You have become a reprobate, a renegade. Let's go. Even, verse 5, even. Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. So have you seen where that scripture came from? By that thing you have been saying, by grace, you are saved. This is where it is. Let's go. And raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That one too, that's where it's come from. I'm seated with, together with Christ here. That's where it is. Have you seen it? It's your first time. Say glory to God. Glory to God. Uh -huh. Let's go. That in the ages to come, uh -huh. he might show the exceeding riches of his So grace. the reason why God has put you beside Christ right now is that there is an agenda 
He said, in the years to come, there is an age to come. He will fulfill something. He will do what? That in the ages to come, what will happen? In his kindness, toward us in he Christ said, a, Jesus. Year, a time is coming. And this place, you can, you can interpret it in two ways. Okay? There is a time coming that the saints are going to rule the earth. But there is even a, a, what do you call it? A type being fulfilled in your destiny now that in some few years to come, God will manifest his glory through you. God will perform through you something that has not been done on the earth before. That you will build structures and establishments that will advance the kingdom of God and secure the saints. Praise the Lord. That he will fulfill he will show his exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards you that people will say how is it how is it that Alua is able to accomplish this thing how how can Sylvia this Sylvia, she's too quiet and timid how the exceeding riches of his grace did it There are people who are working for Bank of America. They didn't apply. They didn't apply. In a service like this, pick them up. Prophesy. You. A call is coming to you. The angel released it. Oh, Apostle, what is that has come to pass? I'm going. There's one former president of KCF. Whilst he was in second year, I, was, I went there, I was, the way I'm preaching like this, I got to him, I said, stand up. As soon as you reach third year, you are going to get a contract. You will need to apply. You got to third year now, they gave him five-year contract. They say, when you finish school, you are working for us five years. You travel all over. Paid him big money. You are saying, hey, that was his temptation and test. He failed, Potor. But thank God for mercy. He failed. May you not fail. May you not fail. May you not fail. May you not fail. Now you see why we are not two and twos to prophesy. Why we want to bring outsiders to prophesy to you. (laughs) Praise the Lord. I remember class of 2006, one of them called them and said, You are going to be a, very, a diplomat, a Dowser. He didn't believe it, it happened. Praise the Lord. Uh, at least we can, we can speak small, small, we can prophesy small, small. But now we have shelved that to Ankara. Every prophecy will turn into a prayer topic. Unless the one God says we should say by force. No, and if you don't say, he will slap us. So, as for God, slap too there. It can kill. Praise the Lord. Verse 8, quickly. Let's go. Let's go. One go. For by grace you have been saved through faith. Uh-huh. 
and that not of yourself. Uh -huh. It is the gift of God. So we are saved by grace. It is a gift. Gift is something you don't work for. You didn't earn it. It was out of merit. By the election of grace, you got it. Let's go. Not of works. Not of works. So it is not the works you do that qualifies you for salvation. Please pay attention. Let's go. Lest anyone should boast. Uh -huh. For we are his workmanship. Now he comes here. He says that not of works. Lest any man should boast. Then he comes to verse 10. Then he tells you the place of works. Everybody, read. One, go. His workmanship created in Christ Jesus. For so good we work. are created in Christ. First, you were created in the world. And then you became a new creator. The day you will believe Christ, if any man be in Christ, 1 Corinthians 5. 1 Corinthians 5. Eh? 2 Corinthians 5. 5. Hey, I'm here. Okay, fine. If any man be in Christ, he is a... So you become, when you accept Christ, you are created anew in Christ. So he said, created in Christ Jesus. Go back to my scripture. Don't forget about this one. This is not part of us. Let's see. Go back to the Ephesians. Uh -huh. Then, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ, Christ created in Christ, created in Christ, created in Christ. Uh-huh. Continue. For good works. Created in Christ for good works. So we are not saved by good works, but we are created for Now, pay attention here. This is all introduction. All I'm doing here is introduction. All I'm doing here is to pay attention. This good works. Okay, you finish it then. I'll say what I have to say. One go. Which God prepared beforehand. Prepared. Which means before you were created, the good works. Now, look at the last sentence. Which God prepared beforehand. That, that we should walk in death. That we should walk in there. What does that statement mean? That we should walk in there. It means what? Fulfill it. Manifest it. So, pay attention. This scripture is telling you that your destiny is good works. The intent and purpose. Why God created you. The works he wants you to manifest. He has prepared it. When he was sending you into... You are not the sperm and the egg that met. The sperm and the egg was the house that was prepared for you to come and live inside. When that house started forming, then God sent you to go and live inside. Do you understand me? Before you left, God said, remember, I know you. You have been with me. I am sending you. Have you seen this works? I'm sending you. Go. This is what you will do. I will glorify myself through you. I will heal the sick. I will raise the dead. I will set up this thing with you. And I will use you to manifest this aspect of my glory through you. So go and do just that. When you go, some guys will come. Take this one as friend. Leave this one. This one is a distraction. This one, he has somebody else I've created for him. If you attach yourself to this one, he will deviate you. Everything is in your heart. Yes, put it there.
sacrifices and offerings you have not desired, but a body you have prepared for me. I come to do your will, O God. In the volumes of the books, it is written of me. In the volumes of the books, it is written of me. So God takes what is written about you, the works that he has prepared before he, the foundation of the world, and says, you, go and fulfill it. It is in you. It is not in heaven. I want to know the will of God for my life. It is in you. He gave it to you. He gave it to you. And he said, go and walk in them. Go and walk in them. Go and manifest them. When you get to the earth, make sure that Christ is seen. Make sure that you walk as Christ. As he is, so have I made you. Go and walk inside. Go and walk in it. Manifest my wisdom. Manifest my knowledge. Manifest my counsel. Manifest my faithfulness. Manifest my glory. Manifest my power. Be the difference. But when you come to the earth, then you forget then you start feeding the desires of the flesh instead. The house that you were asked to live in is what is dictating who you are now. May it never be so from today. May you walk in your identity. For we are his workmanship. We are his masterpiece. That is the word workmanship. Most of you think you see workmanship as you see when you get uh, an artisan to come and do a work for you, and then he does the the bill, uh, the the cost. Then he say workmanship your hand. No, no, that's not the meaning. That's not the meaning. Workmanship does not mean the cost of the labor. No, I'm friend labor and not workmanship. No, it's not the cost of the work. Here he's talking about masterpiece, the artwork. You are the, 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 the masterpiece, the design. You, you are the manifestation of God's precious artwork. That is why I heard uh, Brother Nella tell you that the angels like to study your life to know what the mind of God is, the wisdom of God. By studying your life, they get to understand the wisdom of God. By your life, God teaches the angels. Praise the Lord. Because you are a masterpiece. They don't understand how God can take death, death, death from some useless rock and, 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 and create it and then put his glory in it. It doesn't work. If God, if you want to, at least take the diamond and the gold and use it. Why do you take the debt? That the most common thing on the planet. In fact, you could have even chosen one of the planets, like, like Jupiter. There are planets, okay? All the distance is diamond and gold. All the stones are diamonds. There is no useless rocks like we have on Earth. Look at how you made Lucifer. At least make them like him, like Lucifer. Like put some ornaments, like burials, some carbuncles, some, you know. God says, no. I'm about to put my glory in the most worthless. He said, we have this treasure in earthenware, earthen vessels, that the excellence of the glory might be unto God. 
It's mind-boggling. So the angels look at you and say, you made us fire. This, you made this, but you have given them more glory. How? Because God says, so that in the ages to come, he might reveal to the world the riches of his glorious grace. So, by this scripture, you get to know that your destiny, because he prepared you beforehand, that is your destiny. What God has already predetermined for your life is your destiny. Predestined. Praise the Lord. Are you here with me? Or have I lost you? Now, God says that fresh fire for new beginnings. You, you've lived a particular kind of life. And God says, I'm about to give you a new beginning. A beginning of, first of all, a discovery of your destiny. Number one. A discovery of who you are in him. A discovery of his purpose and counsels for your life. Number one. So you need to encounter him. That is why I gave you the scripture in 1 Chronicles 28. As uh, David told his son, know God. Because by knowing him, you, you, you start the journey of discovery. Gabriel tells, the, uh, the, the angel Gabriel tells the man of God, Daniel. In Daniel, I think, 11 verse 32, right? He says, those who transgress against the covenant, this, this treacherous king will corrupt with flatteries. But there's a group of people. He said, those people who know their God, they will be strong. They will be what? Empowered. They will become formidable. And they, those people will do exploits. They will do what? Exploit. They will carry out great exploits. So David tells uh, Solomon, know the God of your father. The more you know this God, the more you become strong. The more you are empowered with graces to do exploit. The exploit here is your destiny. Manifesting your destiny. Say glory to God. So God needs you to know him, number one. Then number two, David tells uh, 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 Solomon, serve him with a loyal heart. God hates disloyalty. God hates what? Disloyalty. God wants you to be faithful. God says, serve here, serve here forever. If he has not spoken, you don't move. Don't serve the last of your mind. Don't let the last of your mind move you from where God has planted you. You will miss your destiny. When you move from where God planted you, you will miss your destiny. Jesus put it this way in, in John 15 verse 5. John 15 verse 5. He said, abide in me. For you can do nothing without me. If God planted you in him, abide there. Stay there. Then you bear fruit. He said, you can do nothing without me. I am the vine. Verse 5. I'm the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I him bears much fruit. Without me, you can do nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. You can do nothing without him. So abide in him. Stay where he planted you. Serve him with a loyal heart. And a willing mind. A willing mind. That statement is key because if you want to fulfill your destiny, your mind must be ready. Peter says, get up the loins of your mind for action. Willing mind means that when God says do it, no, we are doing it. There is no argument. This is how Abraham attained righteousness. He didn't question God. He had a willing mind. Get up. Leave your father's house, your mother's house, everything, your kindred, your nation. Move to a place I'll show you. Yes, sir, we are going. Rutai. Move. Oh, father, let me go and let me do house party first. Let me bid people farewell. Jesus uh, will reply you. He who puts his shoulder to the wheels and looks back is not fit for the kingdom. I have, he said, I got no time for uh, uh, unserious people. He who puts his shoulder to the wheel 
Oh, let me go. Let me go and bury the dead. Let the dead bury their dead. Once I have called you, you are no more dead. You have become alive in me. Leave those who are dead alone. Let's work. Focus. 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 Let those who want to waste their time watching Netflix do that. But you focus. You are. You carry precious cargo. I told you that on the first day. One thing I like about Prophet for is focus. Clap for him. That's one thing I really, really love about him. No matter what, his prayer time, he won't mind you. You can be talking to Prophet Tafford. If he sees that I'm, he's tired, he will leave you and go and sleep. You can be talking to uh, Apostle Mekoda. You get up, he's gone. He will go, he's asleep. He will sleep. One hour he's awake, he's refreshed, he's praying. Focus. No time to fool around and waste. That's why when he gives you a prophecy and he says you are fooling, it hurts him. He doesn't want to have anything to you. You can do whatever. He will mind you because he didn't hear from God on a silver platter. A lot of fasting and prayer has gone into it. So if he comes to tell you do this and you are joking with the word as if he's trying to manipulate, he will leave you. And I like that about him. No time for answer. Jesus said, if you put your wheel to the your, your shoulder to the wheel and you look back, you are not fit for the kingdom. There is no time to um, cajole you and to pamper you. King, the kingdom does not pamper. The kingdom trains soldiers as a good soldier endure hardship, hardness. So the Holy Spirit is a hardcore trainer. Are you here with me? It seems as if you are going quiet on me. You don't like my messaging. That's why I like to put my message in prayer for you. And you say you don't like it because I didn't structure it for you the way. So I'm telling you. So I'm telling you. Do you understand me? This evening somebody was telling me that Apostle, the pruning is too hard. I said, go and ask the trees. When they are being cut to look nice, whether it's nice. It's not nice. But Peter says, endure it. One of the most scary scriptures I've read in the Bible is in the book of Hebrews chapter 12. He said, he chastises every son he receives. Other versions say, he flocks every, every son he receives. He's called every son. Once you are a son and he receives you, get ready for scourging. There is no sparing. Look at it. I know the amount. Hebrews 6, 12. Uh, 12, 6. Read it. For whom God loves, he does what? He chastens. Give me NLT. Maybe the chastening is it doesn't, it's not in their Bible, so give them NLT so that they will understand the English. One go. For the Lord disciplines those he loves. He does what? For the Lord pampers those he loves. Oh, Erica, don't worry, okay? You know you are my beloved. No, 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 no. Stop the 
of foolishness. Most people, when they let those who are who get close to me, they will tell you, if I love you, I'll talk your matter. If I love you, I will blast you. If you notice that whatever you do, I don't talk. Know that I don't care about you. You really don't matter to me. That is me. Anybody that is very close to me will know that. I will blast you. I will insult you. I will discipline you. I don't spare. I don't spare. Or say, foolishness. Foolishness is in the heart of a child. The rod of correction will take it away. Not the rod of pampering. I will blast you. The day I read the scripture, I said, Father, it's a dangerous thing for you to love somebody. David, I, I saw David. David told God, take your eyes away from my sin so that I shall be free. Why are you staring at my sin? They are always before you. He disciplined David. David started complaining. When God says he, when God sets his love on you, he said, for my name's sake, I will lead you in the path of righteousness. For my name's sake. In other words, because of my reputation, I will not allow you to fool. When you see the girl and your ayase is boring you, talk him, talk him. He said, make judging you know. When you want to visit that guy on Valentine's Day, the Holy Spirit says, stay and pray. Tell your neighbor, judge me, you know. Look at the second sentence. Everybody read it. Look at it. And he, he does what? He punishes. You have not, this is New Testament too. So those of you who think that new, new creation, it, it, grace has finished it all. It is finished on the cross. Grace has finished. Look at it. Everybody read it. This is not Old Testament. It's what? New Testament. For those of you who like to say everything that Jesus preached before he died is Old Testament. So the New Testament is not. Read it. And he punishes. He does what? He punishes. God doesn't have wrath. He doesn't punish. Read it. Each one he accepts. Each one he accepts as his child. So if God says, look, you are my child, Kezia, from today, I'll be gotten you. I told you that he's not trying to kill you. He will kill you. He said he will punish every child. Why? Because he knows that you will fool. He knows that your, the loss of your mind will cause you to fool. So he will get, and when he is punishing you, he's not telling you he hates you. He said, I'm doing because I love you. I have three kids. I love them to bits. But they can they can test all the patience in you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I have noticed that they all they, they each carry unique characters. The first boy, when you blast him, he, he likes to test your 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 re resolve. So he knows that he, that he says don't do this. But you can't do it. Then, wait, George, why did you do this? Don't do this again. 
Yes, deep voice. Yes, sir. Yeah, daddy. Yes, sir. Uh, okay, daddy, okay. Then you go and sit down. And you won't do it. You won't do it again. You won't do it again. <laughs> you say what? The, the second one, the girl, she's sly. When in front of me, you should behave angel. Like most of you ladies here. Most of you ladies, your fathers do not know your true nature. Am I lie? Am I lie? Am I lie? Say it my way. Ask your neighbor. Is he lie? Most of you ladies here, your parents, your, especially your father, your ma- it's likely your mother knows your true nature. Most of you ladies. But your father does not know that there is a demon in you. Because you, you know you are daddy's girl, so you behave a way that when you are looking for the money, you get it. If you are here, you are not in good terms with your father, go and reconcile. If your daddy is a Jataman who he comes back from work, everybody's kate, you call your father terror. Because the lion of the tribe of your house has come home. Do this. Do this. When you go home, go to him and say, Daddy, I am growing. You are also growing. I want us to be friends. Because very soon, God will bless me. I may leave the country. I may get married. And the relationship will not be established. I want us to be friends. Take him out for lunch and treat him well. But let him pay for it. AC, I mean it. I'm, this assignment is for both guys and for everybody. Go and reconcile. No matter how some way he is, he is your father. And the scriptures cannot be broken. Honor your father and your mother so that it shall be well with you. There is a certain kind of blessing, wellness. No pastor can give it to you. It is as a result of your fulfillment of that scripture. Do you understand me? So you do it. Say, some of you have never said thank you to daddy before. Of all the things he does for you, when it is Father's Day, fathers don't receive anything. But if daddy was not absent, you probably would not go to school. The absence of daddy is what provides money most of the time. But you never acknowledge daddy. You think he is always absent. He doesn't care. No, he cares. He cares enough to sacrifice the bond to go and sweat his blood for you so that you have a good future. Go and say thank you to daddy. Do you hear me? When you meet him, tell him, daddy, I love you. Thank you for everything you have done for me. Do you hear me? Who will do it? Who has never hugged your father before? You've never hugged him before. Ever since you grew. 
ever since your vegetable started growing, you have never had daddy before. Let up your hand, let me see. Ever since the avocado pear started coming, you've never hugged your father before. Lift up your hand. You've never said, Daddy, I love you before. Lift up your hand. All the people that you are putting your hand down, go and, go and work on it. Do you hear me? What was I preaching about? <laughs> My second born was an example, it wasn't a preaching. Now, that second born, eh, when she does something, I don't need to take a cane. Just blasting. She'll go and hide and, go and cry her heart out. Why? Because she hates that daddy has blasted her or is not happy with her. So for her, I don't need to even put. But, but still, I take the cane. Me, when it comes to me, it's one of three things. Blasting, pinching, or canes. I learned it from my JSS English teacher. He will hold you and pinch you. He will hold you. And he's pinching you and he's chatting with you. Why did you do it? Next time, don't do it okay. What is your name? What's your father's name? Where do you come from? And he's still pinching you. By the time he lets go of you, eh? Then there is the last one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He is a whole preaching topic. <laughs> I, I don't understand him. He is my project in life. He knows what he's doing. He's not supposed to do. He will do it. When he sees you, know, you go like this. When he say come, then he will do like this. As long as you bless him and you won't take the cane, whilst you are talking, he will be smiling. As long as you are not holding the king, you blast him with all your heart, blast him with all your might, blast him with all the, the words you can come up with. He is smiling. But take the king. As soon as he sees the king, he will start crying. No, 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 no. He will start, he will scream as if you are killing him. But and so I've learned how to discipline all of them. And yet I love all of them. God knows who you are. And he says, as long as he receives you, there is discipline that he will never deny from you. He will discipline you because of his namesake. Because he has given, you have a destiny to fulfill. Because he wants you. That is why when the, girl, the guy kissed you, no, or the guy started liking you, no, God started blasting you. Why do you allow yourself to be liked by this foolish guy? When you have a crash about them, prophetic, come here. I see something in your heart for this guy. Yeah, 
prof, prof. Why do you tell, I tell you prof these things? Ah! Sample came to my office. I said, Apostle, can you tell Prof that I've, I've been a good girl? I said, why should you are not afraid of me, you're afraid of Prof. Eh? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Once you are carrying a precious cargo and you are his child, he's going to who 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 pushed the clock? Is Barry. Is it correct? Time? It's Barry. I have not started the message. Okay, we'll continue tomorrow. I must, we'll continue today. You see, when I'm preaching eh, and I start moving around, I start jumping into different waters. When I stand here, I can just be mentioning the thing one by one, then we go home. So God disciplines everybody that is carrying destiny. So he tells us in Galatians chapter 4, and the last time I said that Galatians chapter 4 is actually about the salvation of humanity. It's not necessarily about an individual, but it's good for the lessons that we are learning. He says that the hair, as long as it's a child, now who is the hair? The hair is somebody that is about to inherit an estate. When I say estate, I'm not talking about building. I'm talking about an inheritance, a resource that is laid in store for you. Praise the Lord. I was a banker for a while. There were a lot of parents, when they give birth, they will come to the bank and open treasury bill for a treasury account for their child. So it is in their name. Then they will say me something. Okay. So that when the child reaches the age of maturity, 18, they hand over the account to the person. Right? Now, God has things in store for you. Graces that he dares not allow to manifest now. You won't respect. What's your name? Kevin, Kevin, come. Mention your name again. Kevin. Did you hear the voice? Imagine with this voice, this guy could prophesy like my father, Prophet Barry. Do you think he will respect? Even if he wants to respect, he won't respect. Say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The voice has tutors and bass inside. <laughs> Praise the Lord. There are certain graces that God dares not allow to manifest in you now. So the Bible says, the hair, as long as he's a child, as long as he's a child, as long as he's a child, as long as he remains a child, to the extent that he's a child, he is not different from a slave. I told you that. So, God has given you the manual of your destiny. He has told you that you are created for a great work. 
that he wants to manifest in you. But as long as you have a child's mindset, he's not going to, he will put you under slavery. He will put you under subjection for discipline, for correction, for maturity lessons, for you to become ruly. The more you, you become humble and learn, the easier and faster you fulfill destiny. The more you are rebellious and proud and arrogant and you don't like taking instructions, the more you delay the day of manifestation of your destiny. The more you look down on yourself because you think you are inadequate. And ra rather than looking on the strength of God and say, I can do all things through Christ, the more you delay your destiny. Some of you think that saying, oh, Father, this I can't do it. It's humility. It's pride. God says, go and tell this person A, B, and C. Hey, Father, I am afraid. Oh, this one there, please send prophet A for this. is a bold one. You are proud. That is pride. I'll explain pride to you later in another session. Do you hear me? It's not different at all from a slave. Though he is master of all, so though he is master, so the gift of a man shall make room for him. Your gift, the grace God has given, it makes room. It builds capacity. It's, it's where there seems to be no room. The gift will work and push and make you room and give you value. The place may be saturated. There may be many prophets, but your prophetic gift will make room for you. Do you understand me? The, the place may not have, there may be many people there, but if yours has been polished by God, it makes room. Now, because gifts makes room, God needs to make sure that before your room is made, he has disciplined you, otherwise you disgrace him. Just like your, most of your predecessors are, are disgracing God in UK and US. Behaving like non-Christians and deviating from the course of, that the ministry has taught them. They promised that when they go there, they will stand for God. They got there. Now God and us, we are a nuisance. Isaiah chapter 5. Look at it. Quickly. My time is five. Let me steal 15 minutes, okay. Read quickly for me. One go. Also for, let's go. Now, let me sing to my well-beloved a song of my beloved regarding his vineyard. My well-beloved has a vineyard on a very fruitful hill. Mm -hmm. He dug it up and cleared out its stones mm -hmm. and planted it with the choicest vine. So, God always plants the best gift in his people. It is written, every good and perfect gift every good and perfect gift, God never gave you a useless gift. The destiny God has given to you to fulfill is a precious one. And so God gave a precious gift to you as well. There is none of you seated here that has a useless gift. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. And the father of light with whom there is no partiality or shadow of doubt. Do you understand me? Every good, not some good, A man can receive nothing except it is given to him from above. A man can receive nothing except it is given to him from above. And that which is from above is above all. 
John put it that way. He said, that which is from above, he who is from above is above all. So if the gift is from above, it's above every other gift. It's above every other grace. Do you understand me? God wants you to know that. Let's go quickly. He built a tower in its midst. Now God likes to protect the gift that he gives you. So he builds a tower. He builds structures. He will put uh, apostle around you. He will put Reverend Dela around you. He will put Papa Roli around you. He will put Reverend Andrew around you. He will put Bishop Ochoa around you. He will put shepherds around you. He will build a tower to protect the gift and the grace. So that you don't fool. So that you don't fool. We will discipline you. Prophet, what will call you and bless you? It can be in front of people. It doesn't care. The Bible says that we should bless you before all so that others will learn. Hey, why is he blessing me before? Yeah, I, was, I was very, I became very emotional. Prophet, therefore, you didn't do it. At least you could have called me aside and, and spoken. Why did my sin bless me in front of her? The Bible says we should bless you before all. When you were at home, didn't your mother bless you before your siblings? We will bless you. Me, I'll bless you. I can decide to use you for my preaching topic. The mystery, what's your name? Shaziel. 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 Chaziel. What's the meaning? Protected by God. Protected by God. Okay. So he says he's protected by God. God has brought a tower around her. Okay. But she can fool. Now, when she fools, I'll preach a top a message decoding the foolishness of Chaziel. And this man of God, I'm going to his church. This kind of church, it won't be nice, crying. It is very nice. How many of you want to join Zion Impact? Let me see by hand. Oh, today the numbers are few. Yeah, the last time people... Uh, they've already joined. Okay, so these are new ones. Please give your name to Rachel for me. Okay. If you don't come to, I'll use you for preaching topic. Also, let's go. He also made a wine press in it. Uh huh. So he expected it. He to made a wine press. In other words, he put in place a system to harness the gift. A system to. The reason why we, we plant vines is to get the wine, the the the, the drink, out of it. So. He put in place, he put in a system to be able to harness it, to make it productive. Let's go. So he expected it to bring forth good grace. So after he has done everything, what else must he expect? He expects the profit of his investment. Most of you, God is expecting his investment. He will expect it when you are out of school. When you go to the places he's sending you to, when you come to the company you are working in, when you go to US, when you go to Canada, when you go to Kuwait, when you go to Uzbekistan, some of you go to China, some of you go to Kazakhstan, Ukraine, Dubai, 
I hear Dodo. Ah. <laughs> Wherever God plants you, if you are from Nigeria and God puts you there, it is to manifest his glory. Do you hear me? Anybody who has been with me for years in this ministry will know that me, I don't see Ghanaian, I don't see Nigerian, I don't see Kenyan, I don't see, I see God's family. Three, are you here? Evan. Evan, when you sit beside a girl, you're, you're, you're. See, some people, when they sit beside a girl, then they want to prove to the girl that they know. Then they start touching, touching things. Chris, I hear you have been doing that. Gasu is quiet, so don't worry, Gasu. Gasu, give me five. Praise the Lord. What was I saying? Let's go. <laughs> but it brought forth wild grapes. It, had, it did what? Brought forth wild grapes. God said, I did everything I sh- that a farmer should do. For its vine. God has done, is doing everything. Like bringing you to fire camp. He is removing stones from you. He is removing the fire extinguishers from you. He is setting you ablaze. He is polishing your mind. He is planting himself in you. He is polishing the gift. He is reviving gift. He is reviving correct mindset. He is reviving better qualities in you. He is giving you the mindset of the kingdom. Tomorrow, when the man of God comes, he will add on. Prophet Ford will add on. There's going to be a lot of impartations before you leave here. All because he says he wants to, he's expecting good grapes. But listen to, read the last verse of, the last sentence in verse 2. The last sentence in verse 2. So he expected it to bring forth good grapes, but it brought forth wild grapes. It brought forth wild grapes. We trained you and we expected that when you go out there, we will see good results, but you became wild. Hey! All of a sudden, you are acting wild. You are wearing dresses we, have ne- we never saw you wear before. You start wearing dresses with insufficient material. Hey! Erica! Where is Amy Pente? Amy, stand up. Have you seen how Amy is neatly dressed? If you go to America, and I see you working like this. Lois, you are covering your mouth. If I catch you, you see how the young men 
Look at their hair. They are not wearing earrings and anything here. Let me catch you in Dubai. Look at me. Let me catch you in Dubai or US. And you are not praying. The way you are praying. <laughs> and you go and become Jack Sparrow. I will make you develop wings and fly like a sparrow. Let me come to the Yokuma. Stand up, let them see you. After Eli came, Eli came, he's a stranger already. I'm coming to him. You see, this place is smooth. This place is smooth. Have you seen how the hair is also short? There's no Jerry Kels inside. You go to the UK or US. What did you study in engineering, mechanical engineering? Go engineer for this things and come back. You see what I'll do to you. I mean it all. God wants to do great things with you people. Represent the kingdom. He is expecting good fruit from you people. Don't become wild. Don't go out there and learn their wild ways and bear wild fruits. He has deposited the best seed in you. The best. The very best. The topmost. Perfect gift. Perfect skill. Perfect grace. Come for stand up. Every time I'm praying, God will remind me of something. A prophecy that Prophet Odro gave me. When Prophet Odro came the last time, who remembers? I say, me who say Adebi ba. Adebi dispute say train eba. How many of you remember? Every time God plays it to me, He said, "I want to lift her up." But herba, herba, go and fool. Ojanendo, sheno. Sit down. Because God wants to do great things. Do you hear me? Now, it is because of these things. If you read the red, because my time, I'll read. I'll say, and now, oh, inhabitant of Jerusalem and men of Judah, judge, judge, please, between me and my vineyard. Add verse 4. Let me show you something. What more could have been done to my vineyard that I have not done in it? Why then, when I expected it to bring forth good grapes, did it bring forth what grapes? And now, please, let me tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will take away its hurt. In other words, I will remove your defenses. Every time man decides to disappoint God in fulfilling destiny, God leaves you to your element for distractions. He takes away his defenses. The grace of protection you are enjoying and this is the one we keep getting for uh, people who are out there who are fooling. 
One day I was praying. God said, I'll bring most of them back down. I was praying. I was lying down. I wasn't even praying about the people outside though. I wasn't praying. I was just asking God, Father, continue to build a ministry. Give them hearts of faithfulness. The people you have brought me. Then he started talking to me about the people outside. He said, all the people who have gone there and have turned their back on me. As I've said in my word. As I told the Israelites in the olden days. That when they build houses. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 8. Let's read Deuteronomy chapter 8 and let's go. But you finish this one. He said, I will take my defense. I will take away the head. And it shall be burned and break down its wall. And it shall be trampled down. In other words, it become useless. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Quickly. Verse number 10. From verse 10 or 11. Let's do verse 11. Everybody read. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandment, uh-huh. his judgment, and his statutes, uh-huh. which I command you today. Uh-huh. Let's go. Lest, when you have eaten and are when full. When you have eaten well and you are full. When you have traveled to U.S. and things are working and you now, you see, then you say that only poor people pray. How, how, how? What's your name? Chantel. Then you go there, you go into Shanshan and tell, tell him. The system is working. Glass in Kwan. Let's go. Read. And I've built beautiful houses and, and dwell in them. And, and they are paying you good money and you have built beautiful houses. Then you come down to Ghana. You even come and visit Apostle. Then you decide, come and do U10. Go and do party at Bloomba and go home. And go back to UK. They do it. They buy tables. But they don't buy chairs. Meanwhile, when we say raise an altar, bring 15 towels, that 15, come and put an altar. Let's use it to do God's work. Then they will start insulting us that we want your money. When we were praying there, we didn't want your money. Marian, will you be faithful? Read it, read it, read it well. Give me NLT. I want English that they will understand. Read it. <laughs> Let's go. For when you have been come full and prosperous and have built fine homes to live in, and when your flocks and herds have become very large and your silver and gold are multiplied along with everything else, be careful. Do not become proud at that time and forget the Lord your God who rescued you from slavery. Be careful! I, I, somebody contacted me in 2018 he said man of God 10 years ago you gave me a word you came to preach in my church 10 years ago and you told me that God will open a door for me I will go to the US you told me that I will get a contract I will make money but you told me I should be careful about the corruption of money and women otherwise I will lose everything everything you have told me has happened please I need your help what, what do you need my help for? I, if you said everything I've told you, I'm t- supposing the good things has happened. You know, I got the money, but I forgot the warning you gave me. So, some girls came my way, and this one thing led to the other. Every day, something led to the other. And then, I, I've lost everything. Please, I need you. I said, you don't need me. You need God. 
every day, hi man of God, hi man of God, only the internet replies me, I will never reply. After one year of hi man of hi man of God, he got tired, he stopped asking me questions. How, what do you want me to do for you? He's not the only one. At Cranberry Church, I had a friend, I won't mention his name. He used to worry me, we'll sit at churches. Uh, I will counsel him, prophesy to him, pray with him. Then he got uh, an opportunity to go to Germany. For six months, I will hear from him. After that, I didn't hear from him again. The only time I saw his post on Facebook, he was doing party, bushy hair. He had, God gave me what I gave him. He had gotten some big contract. He was making money. He was now drinking gin with some girls, half-naked girls. That is what you call chilling. No, it's called dying. And this one, it's not God killing you. It's the Satan killing you. Because God's killing is for resurrection. It's for, his, it's for glorification. And he too, he lost everything. Then he, he remembered me. You see, it's amazing that when they make money, they forget me. Me, I, I, I run a washing bay. When you go and dirty yourself, you come, then I wash you clean. I have stopped it. Now I am into car manufacturing. I don't do car washing. I manufacture. Praise the Lord. Final years so that I've not forgotten my promise. Okay, those of you graduating. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I, I keep getting calls. When they lose everything, then they remember me. That when they didn't have anything, my prayers put them there. But when they get it, they forget that my prayers got them there. Some people, they bribe God by their first tithes. They'll give some one or two tithes after some three months, four months, then they, they forget about you. They won't bring their tithe again. When they are bringing their tithe, they will be insulting you in their heart. You will not be like that, will you? You will not behave like that, will you? Finish reading it and let's go, let's go and sleep. We'll continue tomorrow. And we'll continue this evening. Finish it. No, Do I can't finish it. I've not started the message. Yo. All this is in my introduction. I've not started my message. I'm supposed to give you the instructions. Instructions. I've not gone to instructions. This is the I am under I am under why uh, uh, you need instructions. And it's introduction. The main message is in instruction. The instructions are like six that God gave me for you. I've not touched it. And I intentionally like the preaching like this intentionally. So that Reverend Barry will hear me well. And miss a free year too. Because this one say Okoha. She believe it.
Elikem has been using his beard to mesmerize girls. Finish it for me. Do, Do not become, become proud. proud. At, At that, that time, time, and forget the Lord your God who rescued you. Who rescued you. Who rescued you. Remember this time that you are under bondage. Things are not going well. How God is rescuing you. When the rescue is complete and you are chilling out there, remember why you were sent there. Let's go quickly. Who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt? 15, quickly. Do not forget that he, he led, led you. you. Do not forget that he led you. Don't forget that he led you. Don't forget that he led you. God is leading you now to pass that exam. He is leading you to get that contract. He is leading you to make the right decisions. Remember that you were going to make a foolish decision to, to, to befriend or date a foolish girl or a foolish boy. And he came to save you. Comfort, remember that he saved you from a foolish man. Sit well, let me see your face. Best man of God, yeah. why is he so brand? Princess, do you still want to be my friend? Ah, okay, I like you too. I like your re resolve. Miss Forsen, are you changing your mind? Thank God. As for Kezia, she can't change her mind. She and Daniela are like, I'll bury them right now. Let's go. Do not forget that he led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with its poisonous poison snakes, snakes and scorpions. Most of you have, have befriended poisonous snakes but God comes. You come here. We protect you. We pray for you. Poisonous snakes from your family. They don't bite you. They don't harm you. Let's go. Where it was so hot and dry Mm -hmm. and gave you water from the rock. Uh -huh. He fed you with manna in the uh -huh. wilderness, uh -huh. a food unknown to your ancestors. Mm -hmm. He did this to humble you and test you so for God, your own good. In, in, in preparing you, in preparing you for your destiny, one of the things God does is to humble you through the various scenarios you go through because people who keep instructions are people who are humble. Only humble people keep instructions so people they are unruly they don't like instructions they think instructions is a is a is a slavery mindset some of you have developed new words for it you call it assertivity you think you are explorative so you you, you want to flout rules so that you prove that Charlie you cannot dictate my life Unless Jesus is not your Lord, once He is your Lord, you are His born servant. Do you understand me? And He must humble you. At the tail end of the message is, a, is what I call the processing of the Lord to be able to walk through with instructions. Why He will tell you in Proverbs that 
he has to take away the dross from you by fire. Where sweet talks fail, persuasion and force by all necessary means is applied. Praise the Lord. God can tell you that if you don't, if you misbehave, I'll kill you. Because he loves you. He like he has told you. He said, because he loves you, he will chastise you. And he will punish you because he has received you. What kind of love is that? You never expired it, eh? That that kind of love. Most of you think love is about pampering. Love is blind. God's love is not blind though. It sees, it corrects, it chastises, it rebukes, it disciplines. He said, I put in Zion a stone tried and tested. He who falls on it, it shall break you. But upon whom the stone falls, it will do what? Crush you. Which one do you want? That it will break you or it will crush you. So go and fall on the stone. Let it break you. It is best. Right? I did this to humble you. Let's go. One go. Go. Hurry up. Hurry up. And to test you for your own good. Uh-huh. 17. It did all this so you would never say to yourself, uh-huh. I have achieved this wealth with my own strength this and is, energy. I've heard Prophet Sefer say this way. Most of you think when you get the thing, it is by your strength. Most of you think it's by my, my intelligence. When I was writing the exam, where was God? Where was uh, he? Say they prayed. Did your prayer write the exams? Did your prayer do the interview? Eh. You've forgotten that you came to us. Oh, Apostle, Prophet Tefford, I'm about to write this. Uh, do this interview. Please pray for me. And he said, Don't worry. Father, I opened the door. Whatever she says is just a, form- a formality. Heaven, let heaven approved. And because he's a man of God, whatever he binds on earth, whatever he allows on earth is allowed in heaven. Whatever he disallows on earth. There's a man of God I know. He prayed for somebody. And the person betrayed him after the person got everything. Then he said, he said he wanted to stand exactly where he prayed. And he said, Father, I take back my prayer. Every prayer I prayed, every door I open, I take it back. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. In one week, the person lost their job in the UK and came back to Ghana, back to square one. Next time, you will understand that a horse is prepared for battle. But victory is from the Lord. And the Lord, he works through men. God helps men through men. We don't use people and throw them away as toilet roll. That is why he tells you, he said, give honor to the people who labor amongst you doing the work of the Lord and share with them every material profit so that it will be well with you. He said, give them double honor. It's not human worship. It's called double honor. When you are acknowledging a man of God. When you see me, my father in the Lord called me and he said something to me. When he said it, he said, 
every time I'm praying for you, I become emotional. I don't know where this love is for from here. I said, Daddy, anytime I mention your name, me too, I become emotional. It's true. Wherever I am, when I remember, I become emotional. I love him so much. Praise the Lord. You don't love me like that. That's why me too, I can't love you. Like that girl sitting here looking at me with that pointed nose. Praise the Lord. Let's pause here. I want you to go and sleep and wake up early. I don't know what you have taken from my attempted structured message. For many years, I don't know message. It's not my style. I only do structured message when I go and preach at my father's place or uh, another man of God's place. That one day, I stand there point one, this, point two, this, point three, this. You've seen me do that before, eh? I can preach in five minutes. Pa, 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 pa. Structured. But when I'm amongst my people, we ain't doing that. I've been a TA before. I was the first TA in Ashesi. First FI. When I enter the classroom, the first thing we do is squeeze, pop quiz. Why? Like you like me, eh? But because of me, the least grade that people got in the courses I thought was, a, uh, was an A minus. Yeah. Because I teach you how to answer questions for any lecturer. Your introduction, your body, your conclusion. What should go into introductions? What should go into your body? What should go into your conclusion? I teach you. And the pop quiz is to test your understanding of the subject. Praise the Lord. And so by the time the exam comes, the, uh, the lecturer gives your, your mid-sem, you, you've gained knowledge, you understand. It's not you and poor. My pop quiz is not about you and poor. If you go into you and poor, you still bomb. I remember one batch when I taught them. When we were grad, they all came to say thank you to me. Competitive strategy, marketing, and entrepreneurship. Uh, those were my subjects. Pop quiz, you do it. When you see me entering uh, question one. <laughs> So by the time I get here, everybody's people is in front of them. They're, they've written down their name already. Question one. Explain unique selling propositions and give three examples. What would you do? How would you sell a pen to a new client? The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. The love of God be upon you. And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be upon you. As you go and sleep, I pray that the portals of heaven be open to you. May fire fill you up. May the fire of the Holy Ghost fill you. May heaven visit you tonight. 
and may the rest of the sessions from this morning till the evening be so much of a blessing to you and your family i pray that every sickness hiding in any part of your body will disappear i pray that anything that has been plotted against your life your destiny be destroyed whatever will make you fail at your destiny may heaven deal with it whatever is hidden in you that has power to cause you to deviate may heaven expose it to you so that you start dealing with it before this camp ends i pray for you that whatever is a mistake that you have done in the past which has been haunting you may heaven deal with it by the blood of jesus may any code and handwriting and any judgment that is set against you be wiped away by the blood i pray for you that you'll be blessed father lord i ask that financially you will honor them and bless them so that the enemy will not use money to take them away from you i bless you in jesus name amen tomorrow prophet Evert will come prophet armstrong will come i will also come again god bless you i love you have fun stay funky god bless you take them away from you i bless you in jesus name amen tomorrow prophet Evert will come prophet armstrong will come i will also come again god bless you i love you have fun stay funky god bless you take them away from you i bless you in jesus name amen tomorrow prophet Evert will come Prophet Armstrong will come. I will also come again. God bless you. I love you. Have fun. Stay funky. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this message. If you were blessed by this, share it with someone and be an agent of impactful change for the kingdom of God. God bless you.